Blog Talk Radio. that uh, this is included 
and not uh, overlooked uh, in our quest for freedom, our quest for um, self-sustainability, and to be united uh, as a people to whatever degree is possible within this particular generation and generations to follow. Uh, Dr. Africa states that there is an overlooked revolution in the black worldwide culture socially. Uh, particularly black people have protested, marched, rebelled, voted, sang, and cried for revolution and for black nationalism, freedom, justice, self-identity, self-destiny, equality, and the reaffirmation of the African medical treatment concepts. Today, blacks are totally enslaved by another culture, that being the Caucasian European culture. With regard to diet, medical systems, they have become uh, a black nation of nutritional Uncle Toms who are denied the human right to practice their culture as medicine i.e. denied insurance coverage for herb and folk medicine. A, an African health practitioner is denied the legal right to practice and to be considered unscientific. So the Africanization of Caucasian culture has occurred within the black culture. For example, Africanization of English has resulted in the Negro dialect. Africanized European music resulted in jazz. Africanized religious music resulted in gospel, and the Africanization of the wasp resulted in the jitterbug, and the impact of this African thrust has caused black, um, quote, African, unquote, studies in colleges. The reclaiming of African clothes and garments, hairstyles, cornrows, locks, languages, names, and history has demonstrated the extent of the social revolution. Yet one major step has been overlooked in this process, he claims, and, and that is the reclaiming of African herbal medicine and a natural whole food diet and lifestyle. Now, holistic thinking is the key to understanding the Caucasian uh, so-called Caucasian cultural bias and with regard to health. White racism has applied and has applied in diet and medicine. Holism means that everything, i.e. air, water, fire, earth, electricity, colors, metal, has a form, a physical body, an intelligence, and spiritual energy state. And this holistic concept was a part of African cultures that existed before the Sahara Lake became the Sahara Desert. In any case, Dr. Africa states that the European culture bias and racism has contaminated and distorted African medical and dietary writings. In fact, all Chinese, Japanese, and Hindu cultures and their forms of yoga, meditation, exercise, diagnosis, and treatments are biased in that they accentuate their own cultural fame or frame of reference and disregard that, that the source of their science and art is Africa. African civilization's frame of reference was built on a Mayat approach to natural foods, wellness, diet, and herbal medicine. 
and thus leave blacks who accept Caucasian science as the only true science are whitewashed. Black folks who do not use their own culture's healing art and science are addicted to Caucasian culture. They are accepting the fact that African culture produced calculus, psychology, bureaucracy, biology, medicine, astronomy, algebra, architecture, alchemy, and anatomy, while at the same time emotionally rejecting the African holistic diet and medical art and science. They are practicing self-hatred on a subconscious level and ignoring the obvious facts on a conscious level. The medical writings of Enhotep, the Egyptian god of medicine, are the oldest medical documents written. Enhotep's books were stolen from Africa and are presently at Karl Marx University in Leipzig, Germany. Enhotep wrote over 10 volumes on holistic treatments, diets, and foods over 2,000 years before Hippocrates, the European father of medicine, was born. And part of Enhotep's principles appear in the canon of medicine. Medical books written by black Muslims, a black Muslim named Avesna, who used Islamic culture, he and another black Muslim named Razis influenced European medicine. In fact, Razis wrote about a hundred medical books that utilized natural foods, herbal remedies, and diets. All major European medical schools used his books extensively in the 15th and 16th centuries. And of course, the aforementioned works are distorted and contaminated by the Islamic culture of the authors and racist bias of the European translators. Nonetheless, the African holistic natural foods and herbal concepts were clearly in their works. Now, we go, go on to say that European cultures and science are, use good drug medicine against evil bacteria and virus, fragmentation of the so-called analytical concept. And in, in other words, they separated the mind, the body, and the spirit. Caucasians treat the mind in a psychiatric clinic, the spirit in a church, and the body in a hospital, while African science includes the spirit, mind, and body, present, past, and future as a whole, thusly holistically. In fact, orthodox Caucasian science does not, uh, it does not include the spirit or the effect upon the body of the spirit and diet, wellness, or disease. Caucasians do not see culture as a foundation for the healing art and the science. Now, I might dare say that, indeed, you have in the so-called New Age community, which, uh, if not predominantly, there's a, a huge uh, Caucasian or people of European descent who uh, preferate, uh, proliferate, rather, that community in terms of their knowledge from a holistic perspective. So Dr. Africa is not talking about these people necessarily. They happen to be the minority of that particular uh, ethnic uh, uh, culture of the Caucasian and European um, uh, descent. So we were talking about overall, throughout the world, there's this westernized co-op, if you will, 
uh, of the knowledge that originated in Africa. So culture creates the individual and the family, as we all know. It provides the rewards, the punishments, and the values for an individual's emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual personality. And culture also serves the individual, and the individual serves the culture. An individual's healing art and science serves their culture. So the holistic foods are medicine books written from a Chinese, Japanese, or Caucasian cultural perspective is an unacceptable um, redemption and, and interpretation for black folks' cultural needs on a, on an overall primary basis. There is not one institution, science, medicine, mathematics, physics, chemistry, in the Caucasian culture, which has not become wet with white racism from soaking in over 3,000 years of white supremacy. Caucasians' holistic health and medicine needs White supremacy, detoxification, and therapy, many obvious facts point to the need to abandon culture. Uh, the Caucasian culture is holistic and other than uh, predatory white supremacy, psychosis involved, and that's something that we will discuss later on in another part of the book. But the mindset, the mindset of Caucasians with the predatory, materialistic, white supremacy, psychosis, is a thought process in which the Caucasians believe good and evil are tools to use to manipulate and control Africans. Evil is created and maintained to control good, and good is created only to control evil. Within good, there is evil, and within evil, there is good. And good and evil are mixed together as one. Evil slash slavery is rewarded with good wealth. Good wealth is punished with evil embezzlement, robbery, stealing of money, etc. Good is used to terrorize, forcing the Caucasians' rules and laws upon Africans, and I may add also Native Americans, the indigenous people throughout the world. And then bad racial profiling, racism, discrimination is forced upon Africans for following Caucasians' good rules and laws. Africans must keep in mind, they have to keep in mind that you do not protest, vote, demonstrate, or march to get rid of a mental illness or a psychosis. Mental illnesses require therapy. And when blacks do not believe psychotherapy is needed to treat Caucasians with psychosis, it indicates that the African has codependent addiction to white supremacy and psychosis. Africans cannot overlook China's, China's mental illness called hearing addiction, which was treated successfully, by the way. I must say that from my understanding, as humbly as I can share this, that it was Mao Zedong who, uh, if not him, but shortly before he became in power, there was the Boxer uh, Rebellion. And, and their premise was to eradicate, rid China of, of the drug addiction, the surge of heroin and opiates and opium, so that they could indeed institute a cultural revolution within China. So at 70 years of age, I can remember that period. 
as a matter of fact, when I was uh, growing from a teenager into manhood, I remember uh, having friends of mine who were so-called socialists and, and who were very much uh, interested in reading um, the dialects. One book was The Dialectical Historical Materialism, uh, and Karl Marx and Chomsky, and, and just a host of, of uh, ideologies which I wasn't familiar with. And I remember getting the red book, and I was just so fascinated. And I guess that was the precursor to those uh, individuals in our community, such as Hugh Newton, um, uh, Stokey Carmichael, Bobby Sill, the founders of um, the Black Panthers, their premise, their platform, and their ideology, their philosophy was based on these writings and readings. And, of course, many of the countries in Africa who became free, became independent from this, the, the, the rule of European countries and South American countries, and, 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 and uh, they became independent by establishing socialist uh, principles, which actually is an African construct. Each one, reach one, teach one. Everyone is interdependent upon each other's well-being, etc. And then let's go back a little bit in terms of uh, my my personal experience. My wife, who had uh, diabetes, was taking insulin and medication, and it just so happened that her particular physician became upset when she started approaching her illness from a holistic viewpoint. I was there with her, witnessing the fact that this woman, this female uh, uh, doctor, physician, was, she took on, she just was so upset that my wife stopped using and, uh, the, 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 her, her prescription. Yeah, and I shared with her, oh, we probably is uh, making it more difficult for her to pay her car note or to get a new car. And the people that were waiting for her to be, to be treated by her, a lot of them, they were in a state of ill health, you can tell. So I'm not just saying, not just, you know, philosophizing and just reading a book by Dr. Africa, but indeed, my wife and I have experience, and I'm sure there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of brothers and sisters throughout the African diaspora who can share stories like this. I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge my wife is walking to the studio. How you doing, honey? I'm doing fine. I just walked in just at the point that you were talking about my former doctor. That I I hadn't thought about that in a while, but that was really a surreal experience. Yes, yes, yes. Quite so. I mean, she... and many people. That's happening to many people right now as we speak. Hmm. Yeah, there are many people who have had limbs amputated from diabetic illness. Yes, unnecessarily. And many people who are having heart attacks and other, uh, what do you call it, results of having diabetes. Uh, it says on the medicine that they gave me, glyphosate. Mm -hmm. The first time I got my prescription, I didn't get the pamphlet that tells you about the prescription, remember? Yes, I It was the second time, and we were sitting here in the kitchen, and I'm reading it, looking at it, and I said, oh, my God, honey, this thing says it could give me heart attack and stroke. Oh, my God. I was so Unreal. And I can't believe Unreal. I have been using it already for a month. And oh, I was that long you were using it for? Because, yeah. I, because the hmm. first prescription 
the first prescription, they didn't give us that reading and reading material. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened, or maybe they did and I lost it. I don't know. I don't remember right. getting it right. the first time. So when we had the prescription filled, I read the pamphlet that talked about the medicine and the thing says it can give heart attack and stroke. And I was like, oh, my God. I was so scared. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. Yes. It's like, okay, so you'll lower my blood sugar, but I'll get a stroke. So for those of you who are listening to this, and lifetime right now and those who will be listening to this by their archives, if anything I could humbly request is that you share this information within your family and your circle of friends, yes. your circle of influence. We have to spread this message about wellness. Mm -hmm. Any medical condition that you have that you're given prescription medication for, that condition can be reversed. And you have to just, you have to want it to happen, and you have to be committed to getting well. And if you're committed to becoming well, then no matter how uncomfortable it may seem to you to change your diet, stop drinking, because drinking will cause your medicine to not work properly, and if you are able to reach the point that you can come off medication the way I did, drinking doesn't help. And if you're diabetic, alcohol raises your blood sugar. Don't drink it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you have to be committed to being well, and you can be well. Yes. You can start off by this basic elimination of uh, white junk foods such as white sugar, bleached white flour, polished white rice, white salt, white cow's milk. The substitute for the white sugar would be what is known as stevia. It comes from a leaf. You know, it's, it's actually sweeter than your sugar. And you find, as my wife and I have found, that when you stop eating sugar, and you eat things which we don't recommend any sweeteners, no artificial sweeteners. Definitely not you know? splendor or equal because right. they contain aspartame, which can kill you. Yes, indeed. Okay. Thank you for filling me in for that, honey. You're welcome. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just no. have to stick it no, in there. No, that's, that's what because I, about. because I tried, I thought splendor was supposed to be good. Yes. And then I started researching and finding out about it. Mm -hmm. And the people may phone splendor may get mad at me, but I really don't care because they probably support those G. GMOs and all those programs Absolutely. anyway, yes. which are no good for us. They're just money makers, and they're causing people to become sick and die, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Or if you don't die from it, you become deathly ill, and your immune system breaks down, and you're unable to fight off disease. Well, we just found out recently that um, these certain foods, such as the sugar and other uh, foods that are not healthy that I just mentioned earlier, can cause you to develop uh, psychosis. Yes, the that's something I didn't realize, but yes. it can affect. Now, I think what it does is it hits the thyroid. Hits the they thyroid. They hit the thyroid, and they hit the pituitary gland. Yes, yes. I'm not a medical doctor. And also, also the, the various organs, such as the liver, oh, yes. becomes diseased. And we found that the, the liver has an immediate effect on your emotion and your spirit. Yes. So if you're walking around overweight, obese, if you're eating a lot of meat, which your body is now being more 
task to digest? It takes about eight hours yes. to digest a steak. That's a long time. Yes. Eight hours. And let me just mention something. I'm happy to be talking about the, the digestion. And the reason why we eat meat primarily is because we want to get protein. Yes. And to come to find out that uh, beef, for instance, 6.4 grams of uh, protein is contained in beef per 100 calorie portion. So that's As about four ounces that most people would eat, uh -huh. maybe a four, for a regular size portion. Right. But if you get your nice big giant sirloin steak or something, that's much more. Mm -hmm. But the serving size, from what I've read, is usually, you know, should be around four ounces. Right. So with that being understood, versus beef, at 6.4 grams of protein per 100 calories, broccoli, I just recently found out, contains 111 grams of uh, protein as opposed to 6.4 grams per 100 calories. It's almost twice as much. Yes. That's almost twice as much, honey. Yes, it is. So you're talking about beef versus broccoli. Broccoli. Now, beef, I understand it can take you a week before it's digested. Oh, I could have eight hours, but it could be a week. The residue would... Can be completely eliminated. To be completely eliminated, yeah. it can take up to a week. Because mind you now, unless you're eating a lot of roughage and, and which most people and, don't eat enough, and and having you're not using um, uh, uh, the oils which are saturated, but you you have to be using uh, extra virgin olive oil, which is one of the best oils in coconut oil. Coconut oil. Things like this allows your your colon to remain smooth and clean and clear, mm -hmm. so that you don't have any gunk building up, and then your intestines are able to absorb the nutrients. But broccoli, that can be, you know, digested and eliminated within eight hours. There's protein and fiber that you're getting and you're from getting, broccoli, isn't because that broccoli has, has a good amount of fiber. I, in I, it. I did, I, I'm overlooking that. Well, the, the green vegetables, especially if you eat a broccoli salad, don't cook the broccoli. Right, yes. Right, don't boil the life out if of anything, it. If anything, just blanch it. Well, blanch it if you have to, but you could also just chop it up finely mm -hmm. to put in a salad the way you would garnish a salad with nuts or something. Yes, yes. You can finely chop broccoli. Mm -hmm. And so now you're getting the full impact of you're broccoli. The fiber, you're getting the fiber, the, the roughage, you're getting the protein. And if I recall correctly, broccoli also has a significant amount of iron. Yes, yes. I know kale does, but I'm pretty sure broccoli does as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so we're going to review, we're going to start breaking down these foods uh, that we talk about in terms of the content, of vitamin content, and a host, mm -hmm. of other, a host of other things that we will be doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that we can become completely informed and comprehensive in what we cover. But needless to say, we have enough material which we can digest, you know, for the next few months, as it were. We sure do. Um, and then even for the next few years as we dig more deeper. But right now we're just getting into the surface and getting into the philosophy and getting into the pragmatic aspect of how um, we as people of African descent have been manipulated, as a brother, Al-Hajj Malik Shabazz would say, Malcolm X, We've been bamboozled, hoodwinked, <laughs> as it were. So I, I 
got into the area of uh, the codependent addiction to white supremacy psychosis, that Africans cannot overlook China's mental illness as well called the heron addiction, which uh, is probably not prevalent presently as it were some years ago. The mentally ill either got treatment or were killed. Needless to say, they were 100% successful in solving the mental illness, which was a drug problem. And Britain, it's found out, forced heroin on China, which resulted in the 1839 Opium War. Now, blacks have, they have specific biochemical, nutritional, and dietary needs. These nutritional needs arise because blacks are melanin-dominant and have specific bodily differences as compared to the less melaninated races. For example, over 70% of black people worldwide cannot digest cattle milk. In addition, the intestinal florate, the bacteria, the virus, fungus, and yeast that naturally live in black people's intestines are unique to blacks. Subsequently, blacks assimilate food in the intestines differently as melanin improves the efficiency of carbohydrate digestion. Despite centuries of eating a non-African diet and living in Caucasian-controlled countries outside of Africa, the African's intestinal flora remains the same as it was in their ancestors' stomachs 2,000 years ago in Africa. Melanin, black-colored pigment, is obviously most abundant and dominant in blacks. And this melanin aids in protecting blacks from the ultraviolet rays of the sun. It also increases the speed and storage of name, of nerve, and, and brain messages. Africans have the largest midbrain and have more harmony between the left and right hemispheres of the brain, more fast twitch muscles, and a higher amount of vitamins and minerals in the body as compared to other races. The black woman's vagina is longer. The minor lips of the vagina are longer, and breast milk has higher nutrients as compared to women of other uh, races. The black woman's birth canal is the most efficient and still tighter. The black people's blood crystallizes differently from Caucasians' blood. These are some of the many reasons why blacks have a unique biochemical, nutritional, medical, and dietary need, says Dr. Africa. He goes on to state that the traditional African diet, fiber, is eight times higher than Caucasian processed foods diet. Sodium, a half, uh, one-sixth of processed food diet. Calcium, seven times higher than processed food diet. Phosphorus, five to eight times higher than processed food diet. Vitamins, higher levels of water and fat-soluble vitamins. Sunlight. 80% more sunlight stimulation from the pineal organ, so-called gland. Water, 90% higher water intake. Vegetables and, and fruit, 85% higher in organic. 15% organic animal flesh includes insects, was eaten during cultural and health decline. Breast milk, cow's milk is indigestible, causes colds, allergies, diseases, and mood swings. So 
he goes on to talk about the protein and whey and calcium phosphoric ratio, vitamin A, niacin, and vitamin, the reactions to the body. And the basic thing is that we're talking about that the human, with regard to milk, is alkaline, and cow's milk is acidic. And then he goes on to state that the European Orthodox medicine, the synthetic drugs and surgery, is based upon predatory military logic and is organized to treat symptoms in a strange method. African medicine is organized holistically to treat the spiritual, mental, and physical causes of this ease. For instance, the body tries to maintain adaptability, which means adjusting holistically. Whenever the body is overloaded biochemically and imbalanced, it tries to get rid of the toxic imbalanced state. It uses urine and bowel movements to keep it free of toxins. If the urine and the bowels fail to eliminate toxins, then the skin is used for bowel movement with bumps, acne, blackheads, herbies, rashes, measles, smallpox, etc. If this fails to cleanse the body, then the lungs and the nasal cavities are used to get rid of toxins, resulting in sinuses, running nose, bronchitis, cholera, and then the body uses a warning signals such as a headache to notify you of a toxic state. In African holistic medicine, the cause of the toxic state would be treated with massage, acupuncture, aromatherapy, herbs, and a cleansing diet. European medicine stops or suppresses the symptoms of disease with aspirin, cough suppressants, and antihistamines. And this causes the body to remain toxic and these toxins cause disease. The symptom treating system keeps the individual in a disease state, and this causes black health to be exploited by disease for economic profit. So as we have this show this evening at 9.30, the time right now, Saturday evening, we have in our community hundreds of thousands if not in the millions of us, preparing to have a social life, to go to a club, to go to a party, and to imbibe. And the predominant intoxicant is alcohol. And we have this uh, self-imposed state of dis-ease, of illness, where we're not able to indeed sustain a healthy body because we are not living in a healthy state and having healthy habits. So, indeed, the revolution has been overlooked on many levels that, indeed, we have to understand that the revolution starts internally, and that is with dealing with our health. You cannot be a warrior albeit a peaceful warrior, if you're not healthy. So we need to really take this very serious in terms of what we need to do to enhance our health and to incorporate a healthy diet. The contemporary junk food and the fast food diet is based upon denatured, highly refined, processed, genetically altered, and synthetically chemicalized non-foods. And this modern food looks like food 
tastes like food, smells like food, but amounts to a chemical waste. In other words, junk food. And a type of a synthetic dirt that we consume day in and day out. The most damaging criminals in the modern diet are bleach, white flour, and white sugar. Bleach flour is constipating because it has no fiber, non-digestible roughage. Fiber allows food to exercise and cleanse the digestive organs and leaves the body at a normal rapid rate. And bleach flour, white flour, is robbed of over 22 vitamins and minerals. White sugar, as well, has no fiber, no nutrients, and increases the sugar level in the body beyond its natural level, which results in nutrition deprivation, diabetes, high blood pressure, nerve and brain damage, kidney failure, and eye deterioration. Fried foods are non-digestible, constipating, and particularly used by the body. The combination of these foods with edible drugs such as preservatives, additives, and diet results in behavior control and chemical warfare upon the health. It is common knowledge that chemicals, drugs, aspirin, depressants, antihistamines influence behavior and alter moods. The eating of these chemicals indirectly causes robotized nutritional slavery and limits the range of thought and wellness. African coprolite fossil food and feces studies reveal a natural diet in Africans. The scientific analysis of coprolites verifies that Africans ate whole foods, bee pollen, herbs, nuts, vast variety of raw vegetables, and some cooked foods. Ancient fossilized African foods in no way resemble modern foods. Eating a processed food diet is against life and against the African culture. So I'm going to end at this point this evening, at this, at this, at this uh, section. And I think that I've uh, shared, I know there's quite a bit to, for me to digest, no pun intended, that uh, we need to really be mindful as people of African descent about uh, the diet that we have been conditioned to think is normal and, and, and healthy. Uh, let's just go back a minute and understand that uh, the post-traumatic slave syndrome, it was the full slave who was given the remnants from the so-called master that he threw away that part of the pig that he did not want, such as the feet, the snouts, the, 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 and the tail and other parts, even the, 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 the intestines, the guts, which we call chitterlings. We adapted that as a food because of the fact we needed, we didn't have the money to purchase the, 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 the livestock and own it and, and get the best part of it, as it were, those of us who were not vegetarians. And I may add that my wife and I both are vegetarians. I've been going on 26 years, and she's approaching her eighth year. And at seven years of age, I couldn't feel any more healthier. My body feels, and I had my last checkup a few years ago, because I don't believe in, and I, you know, you're your best doctor. And by the way, anything that I suggest on the show, we recommend that you consult your physician and your nutritionist or your dietarian 
and, and get their input. Do your own due diligence, of course. I'm just sharing the information that has been helpful for my wife and I, our family, and, of course, we encourage that you do your own due diligence and um, the responsibility is on your own in terms of whatever you feel that uh, what we share with you can be a benefit to you. But I, I must uh, encourage everyone to purchase as many books as you can, go online on the Internet, Google, um, go to YouTube, and, and just get as much information pertaining to a holistic diet, pertaining to holistic approach to dealing with disease, pertaining to cleansing the body, getting rid of toxins, and, and just be as much proactive as possible in obtaining that knowledge and to share. Each one, each one, each one. So I want to thank all of you for tuning in. And uh, as always, we end by giving homage and praise to the One Most High, to our ancestors, to my dear wife, to my dear mother-in-law, to my daughter and her family, to my godsons, to all of you throughout the world, throughout the social network. I thank you for your presence and your energy. To all of my family of friends who I've grown up with, who've been with me in my journey of growth, I do thank you. Namaste, Hotep, Hetepu, Shalom, Assalamu Alaikum, all my relations, peace, love, and abundance to you. And may you have a blessed evening.